right, so today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about um, early warning systems um, and what is it, what goes into an early warning system, how does that fit within an MTSS, and I have one of my colleagues, Jade, with me today uh, to share his knowledge about an early warning system. So first, if you just want to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your background before we get started today. Sure, um, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to uh, be on the podcast and, and share some information about early warning systems. Uh, my name is Jade Tornator, and I am the Southwest Regional Consultant um, for the Integrated Academic and Behavioral Systems Team at North Carolina Department of Public Instruction. Um, from prior to this role, I have a, a history working with uh, both MTSS and RTI as a, a district coordinator in North Carolina. Uh, I've been in the work for uh, 10 plus years now going on. And, and before that, I had experience as a school administrator and uh, teacher before that. And so I've kind of uh, been in the work directly um, and indirectly going on, you know, almost 20 years now. Um, so really excited again to, to be able to have this opportunity to share uh, some of my experience and knowledge uh, with the listeners. Awesome. So really, I could have picked any topic and you would have been the expert to come to. So uh, we'll, I'm sure I'll have to have you back on for something else we want to talk about in the future. Um, but today we're going to focus on an early warning system. So if you would, um, think, thinking about early warning system, like what's your definition of an early warning system? Like what is it? All right. Yeah, so an early warning system, uh, as I would define it, is really administering measures and or collecting existing data to allow broad generalizations to be made you know, regarding the future performance and outcomes of all students, you know, at the group and individual level, um, which is kind of a mouthful. So really, you know, it is meant to, to give district and school teams a broad view of the overall health of instruction for all students. Um, an early warning system includes information collected or gathered um, at all levels for students on academic skills, behavior, school attendance, um, and there's a lot of data out there at the fingertips of educators. And really what an early warning system does is it pulls it all together, the important pieces of data, and displays them in a way that allows teams to look across these, you know, without having to dig, extract, or, or waste valuable time creating spreadsheets or other tools. Um, so we refer to this really as a system you know, I think as it allows teams to systematically review these data um, sources and these research-based indicators um, in a singular place. Kind of some of the things I heard you say were that, you know, early warning system is almost like this place that houses, you know, we have all these kind of points of data that we use for screening students. And so it's a place where, you know, it can all come together, if you will. Like I know when I was in a district, it was like one person would have to have up the literacy data and another person have up the attendance data and, and it wasn't all on one screen. And to get that, it, it meant a lot of extra hours of work of pulling in all that data. So an early warning system kind of does that for you. Um, and then I think the other piece, of, and just kind of for our listeners too, like you were talking about how it kind of gives you, um, it, it, the data kind of tells you 
the, I think you said the health of your um, instruction or whatever. And I, I think too, we've also used the term like, you know, the effectiveness of your core, like your know, early warning system kind of pulls that data together and we'll let you know how effective is your core. Also, you know, our groups of students responding to the instruction you're providing and it gives you some insight into individual students as well. Um, Definitely. We've kind of hit there how some of the ways an early warning system can be useful. Can you identify other um, other ways an early warning system is useful for your practice? Yeah, so kind of as we touched on some, you know, it's definitely useful as it allows for school staff to make evaluations on the effectiveness of their core or their current system of support. Um, and then while also identifying students who may uh, need a change in support. Um, so when teams examine early warning system data, you want to start with a wide lens and think that big picture um, before then using the information to think about individuals. Um, we use the early warning system, you know, again, that to evaluate the effectiveness of core. And we do that looking at uh, kind of through larger trends that we see in the data that could impact everyone. Um, we consider like what in the data may tell us that we have you know, an issue across the school or grade or, or multiple grades. And so really, you know, starting there um, after which it may be appropriate to look more closely, you know, at different groups of students and lastly, individuals. And I, I think a well-designed early warning system will allow us to, to view and sort that data at those different levels uh, easily in order to make those decisions. Yeah, and I think of like an explicit example of kind of what you described is like thinking from the behavior lens of, you know, you you look at your office discipline referrals and you would look at that like school-wide first to say like, you know, how does that look? How do we feel about our school-wide data? And if you kind of saw a trend to say, we're getting a lot of referrals for, um, you know, disrespect or something like that, you know, and we see it school what you know the data suggests school-wide you would maybe want to do something about that but if you know you start to look at that data and say oh really it just looks like sixth grade like that early warning system will help you kind of like dig in a little bit and maybe identify um kind of start to work your way down from kind of that core level into more specific uh categories or groups if you will for sure yeah um and so we i, I think some of what we've talked about is how this early warning system fits into a multi-tiered system of support but maybe if you would kind of more explicitly share like in your mind how does an early warning system fit into an mtss yeah utilizing the early warning system is really a key component of mtss um you know it, it's central to database decision making and again identifying you know those if our supports are working well um, and then again, as we talked about, then looking at individuals who may need more support. Um, so I kind of think of it as, as kind of the heart or, or the root of the data that, you know, starts to drive our, our multi-tiered system. Um, and so it's just really essential to, you know, supporting that decision-making um, as, as we think about that three-tiered instructional model. And we're talking about like kind of data that goes, you know, like we're, data is what's in an early warning system. So what data should be in or can be included within an early warning system? Uh, typically, uh, early warning system is going to include data sources across uh, literacy, math, behavior, attendance, 
Um, for our academic areas, you know, literacy and math, data is often represented from a, a universal screen assessment of some sort. Um, these assessments should have a high degree of reliability, validity. You know, we want to make sure that any assessments we use for, you know, screening purposes are really measuring what they are intended to measure, and we want to be sure they produce consistent results over time. Um, these are often um, measuring early literacy or numeracy skills. They may be things like curriculum-based measures or computer adaptive assessments. And again, those are just really important as you know, we talked about a second ago with you know, an early warning system kind of being a hub of the data that drives our, our multi-tiered system support. Um, in the absence of a universal screening assessment uh, per se, um, state summative assessments followed by grades and or uh, GPA are generally considered to be the most reliable, you know, next most reliable sources of academic data. And we, and we see this more often as students progress through their years and get into middle and high school. Um, oftentimes early warning system indicators may begin to shift to a more historical perspective of academic performance. Um, so in high schools, we often see GPA and or summative assessment history used as indicators within an early warning system. Um, really just because by the time these students get to high school, you know, they have nine or 10 years uh, of academic data in those areas, and they have a broad history that allows these to be you know, more strongly considered as you know, an indicator of performance. Um, attendance being another major source um, is typically looking at a percentage of days missed uh, research tells us that 10% is an appropriate threshold to be considered at risk, so most early warning systems will include a similar indicator uh, in regards to attendance. And that's uh, like how we think of it kind of in North Carolina is excused and unexcused, kind of looking for like chronic absenteeism is really how you like we would suggest you view like that attendance data. Correct, yeah. Um, and then behavior, I think you mentioned a little bit with your example of just, you know, looking at numbers of, you know, office referrals as well as suspension numbers. And again, there's a good deal of national research that tells us, you know, what future outcomes may be linked to, you know, numbers of incidents in these areas. Um, and then another uh, interesting indicator, you know, that could be feeding early warning systems may be social emotional learning and um, research on the impacts of social emotional learning is expanding and expanding quickly and, and we're starting to see you know that some early warning systems may include social emotional learning you know indicators as well and um, I'm excited to continue to stay abreast of this and and see how that work unfolds and to look at future uses of that data. Yeah, it's interesting. I honestly this morning had a conversation in another meeting about just that. And and I guess we were reading um, a document that was shared out of Castle. I'm not sure when, but it was basically talking about the use of kind of SEL screening data and that at this point in time, what they were recommending for that is really just using the information, especially if they're tied to the five SEL competencies as like a how strong is your, or how effective is your core? How strong is your core SEL? But not necessarily to use that to drive like intervention planning. Um, and so that was something that was like 
Oh, okay. Interesting. I need to unpack that more. So I think for our listeners out there who are thinking about, you know, using SEL screening and that data is to really kind of do your own research as to like, what are the best recommendations out there right now for that data? And I think Castle is probably one of the the best go-tos for that right now. Yeah, and there's a, there, there's definitely a handful of you know districts charters a, across NC that are engaging kind of in their own action research around the same thing, and so it definitely be interesting to see uh, where that leads. Yeah, and then a few other notes while you were talking, I was thinking. So I, I heard a colleague uh, probably earlier this week say like you know early warning systems like in in her mind started started with like high school and and really the idea of like what data would like tell us like what who's on track to graduate and who's not and so like that idea that you know you don't necessarily need screening it was almost like we took this idea of like what are the indicators that that indicate risk for not graduating and we kind of pulled that or extrapolated that down into our elementary schools and that's when we started to embed those screeners and stuff like that you know because I often have had folks like ask me oh Alicia what I need a high school screener for my early warning system and you know I would say well really you have plenty of historical data like you know the kids that are at risk like that should be what the, what data you do you have that could already feed into that like you don't need a high school screener you can use your end of grade tests or your you know end of course you know scores because you have them from third grade on like you know the kids that historically have have not passed or the kids who have like failed every English class ever and you know like like there's plenty of data for you especially in those high school years to to feed into an early warning system to to and that's really talking about like indicate risk for individual students for sure yeah so thinking about, so um, once you have data, so you, you we've got this data feeding to the warning, early warning system, kind of what you shared with your, you know, really we think of literacy, math, attendance, behavior, like what do you do with it after that? Yeah, and, and kind of touched on this throughout a little bit, but again, we want to think that big picture to kind of the smaller, you know, picture or details. Uh, you want to first identify, you know, a few high impact findings that are significant for your team to dig deeper and problem solve. Um, what what we do see in our early warning system data that could potentially impact, you know, everyone. Um, so we were talking about starting with again with the core practices, looking at what data stands out, and, and then begin problem solving. And this happens first with the whole school and grade levels and smaller groups and, and individuals, as we've kind of said. Um, some other Im important context to that, I think, is, is really being prepared to engage with, with the data from your early warning system. Um, you know, things like making sure you have time scheduled as a leadership team to analyze the data and investigate trends. Um, if you're trying to problem solve through this data through like a series of emails, like it, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, and so then, you know, again, having a, a problem solving model to help you stay on track and thoroughly analyze, you know, the problems that are most important. Um, you know, having a plan for how you can summarize the key information and findings for grade levels and or and or teachers. You know, right? Like we want to, you know, focus on those pieces that are that are most important and, and disseminate that as appropriate. Um, and, and with that, is just making sure that you have teaming structures and and team members that have capacity to problem solve 
you know, anything identified and and so that they're more apt to be able to quickly um, respond with the appropriate protocols based on the information. Um, so there's definitely, you know, that that bigger picture um, and then diving into the, the details. But I, I think there is some um, important work that that goes ahead of even before you look at the data in terms of, you know, really solidifying your your structures within your MTSS. Yeah, I think some of those kind of like organizational or like systems things that need to be in place are really important. Like you said, like I don't think early warning system data can be like problem solved through emails. And, and you know, oftentimes what I've seen in practice is like um, if PLCs are going to kind of have a day to day, if you will, that it's not even like their scheduled PLC time isn't enough. So they almost have to like set aside extra hours once a quarter or something like that, where they, you know, there's subs in the room or kind of TAs are covering for a longer period of time. Um, so they can really have an in-depth look at the data versus kind of just that cursory, really quick look as well. And and sometimes that's overlooked. So I think putting that on the schedule and mapping that out at the start of a school year or over the summer is kind of an important piece. So. Mm -hmm. um, Talking about that, then, like, how often do you recommend kind of update and reviewing that data? So, are we looking annually at data, or like, what what is kind of the going recommendation for reviewing and problem solving data? Yeah, I think it recommended to formally, you know, update or review the data at least three times a year in those, be, you know, traditional beginning, middle, and end of year windows. Um, I've had some experience with, you know, our secondary folks, high schools, where that's more of a semesterly thing. Um, you know, that being said, you know, if, te if teams were to review more often, like say monthly, you know, that would allow them to be even more responsive to student needs. Um, I'm just, I'm not sure more than that would be needed depending on the exact data sources feeding the screening system and other conversations, um, you know, as, you know, you may just be having the same conversations because the data doesn't change, uh, you know, that fast when you're looking at the entire system uh, itself. Right. Like, it wouldn't make sense to look at grades weekly if, like, at the, like, really it's kind of one teacher may only update their grades at the end of the quarter or semester or something. You know? So, like, that grade, you know, where attendance, attendance is a daily thing where the data may change, but something like grades is, is a little bit more static. So... Yeah, I think that's a good recommendation. Anything else? Sorry, I feel like I kind of cut you off right there in the middle. Anything else you wanted to share about that? No, I, I think uh, you kind of came around to it. Like I, I have seen, um, you know, where we are looking at some different aspects, um, you know, more frequently than that three times a year. I, I think, um, you know, like attendance. Um, attendance may be a thing that, uh, you know, a team may you know, keep a pulse on that monthly or like a subcommittee may look at that monthly. Um, but then, you know, we look at the entire system again, you know, those three times a year kind of thing. Wonderful. And so that takes me to my last question. Um, and so I know that there is a free tool in North Carolina that you are very familiar with um, that will kind of provide an early warning system for you. So I was wondering if you could kind of talk about that a little bit in case some of our listeners were not aware of that. Yeah, I'd, I would love to. Um, 
So yeah, we're really excited to be able to offer an early warning system free of charge to, to districts and charters across the state. Um, this early warning system is part of the Every Child Accountability and Tracking System, uh, which uh, most folks are familiar uh, more with the acronym of that being ECATS. Um, so ECATS, Early Warning System, uh, integrates data from the PowerSchool data system used across the state, and it pulls in these areas that we've been talking about. So it pulls in data across academics, behavior, attendance, um, all the ones we've talked about earlier. And these data have been linked to alerts based off of national research and or best practices in MTSS implementation. Um, so we're really excited um, to also be working with uh, data integration with third-party universal screening assessment vendors as well. Uh, so that in the future, you know, these assessments that are widely used across our state will continue to uh, inform those indicators and strengthen the academic focus within our early warning system. Uh, we have just recently concluded a series of professional development sessions focusing on how to navigate and to utilize the early warning system in ECATS. Um, so if you are in North Carolina and you're out there listening and, and didn't get a chance to attend, uh, please reach out to your uh, IABS consultant, your team member, and uh, you know we'd love to show you more and tell you more about it and, and walk you through it. We think it's gonna be a really powerful tool to, to be used across the state. Yeah, I agree. I know like being in a district, I feel like that was like a missing piece of having, you know, this this place where all this data live, you know, and I think like as a district person, I could have probably figured out how to pull all that data from a variety of systems. And I was, you know, I would always think of how much time that would take. So having a system that will do it for me. And I think for a lot of folks in North Carolina, um, like that it's a free tool, you know, because I know there are other products out there that can be purchased that do similar things. Um, and, and not to shamelessly plug the tool that we've developed at DPI, but from what I've heard at the end of the day, they kind of all do the same thing. And some of the extras that may be added onto other products actually when they get into them aren't as useful and effective as maybe they were sold to be. So highly recommend the ECAT system and digging into that. I think once it's up and running fully, it's going to be a really great tool. So definitely we're excited. Yeah. Well, Jade, thank you so much for your time today and kind of teaching our listeners a little bit more about early warning systems and how they can use that data. Um, I'm sure it'll be really helpful in their kind of practice within an MTSS um, and kind of moving forward with that. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah.